0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific time. If you're in Mountain Time, it would be 7.40. If you're in Central Time, it's 8.40, and Eastern Time is 9.40. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts through. By putting in Frank F R A N K Lomas L O M A S and T R ninety, and when it and um, or solutions the digi four anti aging all scrunched together, those calls are archived back eleven years. Um, they're sorted by date and host, but you can also for the last couple of years can actually search by topic as well because Frank decided to start putting the topics in and I just want want you to know that that is a possibility. With that being said, if you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you want to join us live, hop on to 712-775-8972 and when it prompts for the code, put in 910022. And you will be connected to the call, and we would be thrilled to have you along with us. So for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to this November twenty second, 2022. And when you're first starting out on that TR90 program, that is a lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking for hydration is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water daily. Now, the only things that might change that is if you're exercising heavily or if you're in a humid area, then you'll need to increase it somewhat to offset what you're losing in body perspiration because if you're working out hard, you can lose up to a quart in an hour. Just saying, it, I've done it. I know what happens, so please stay hydrated out there. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables, they give you macronutrients, they give you micronutrients, and they give you fiber. Guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily, and ladies, we need to be getting about 32 grams of fiber as well. That fiber actually helps clean out your digestive system and keep it in good working order, so getting plenty of fiber is really important for really good gut and uh, digestive health also getting plenty of sleep current thinking is between seven and nine hours of good quality sleep a night and um sleep while you're sleeping your body stores memories it clears out toxins just like the water when you're staying hydrated it clears out toxins uh your body helps do some of that during the night while you're sleeping, so it's really important. If you're getting enough good quality sleep, you're making really good decisions for the next day and um, good plans and you don't have fuzzy thinking. So getting that good sleep is really good because if you're not getting enough, it's like you've had a drink or two and your uh, reflexes start slowing down and you start choosing Easier things to do because you're not really quite up to it, and you sometimes aren't even aware you're doing it. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum. If you're not able to take it ahead of that much ahead of your meals, take them with your meals. They'll still work. It won't be quite as effective as it would be if it was if you had it beforehand, but much better than forgetting it. Um, And I can can attest to that. The first couple of times I went through the TR90 program to help change my lifestyle, I actually lost 20 body inches, but I did not lose an ounce. So if you're looking at scales and they're not like the Omron scales that break out your fat versus your weight versus your muscle, it's, um, the number on the scales is just a number. Like I said, I didn't lose an ounce. I dropped a couple of dress sizes and I lost 20 inches. So do keep that in mind. And this is a lifestyle change because something you're not going to do, try once and consider it over and done with, this is, you know, a lifestyle challenge going forward. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And that keeps you healthy. I like to mix it up between both of the weight-bearing and the aerobic just because that gives me a good balance. Um, so that as I get older, I'm not losing my balance. If you're just starting out, start with walking around the block. Any exercise you get and then slowly build up to it as you're able to. Walking outside, especially on uneven uh, surfaces, will help with your balance as well for those of you that are just starting out. And for those of us that are a little more senior, walking in the mall, will is a good, safe place to be. Just watch out for the obstacles <laughs> as you're walking. So with that being said, I'm always looking for information to share with us that would help support our TR90 lifestyle. And I have um, been sharing some information um, the last week or so out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. Oh, no, that's a long book. That chance. Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. This one's written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, and MSL. I almost gave you the uh, the superfoods one, and I haven't been reading out of that one for a couple weeks. This one really dives into the science and the politics behind how our food in- industry is, and um, we've been talking about personal responsibility Versus the obese six-month-old, and I shared a story about a six-month-old that weighed 100 pounds, and why it was not why obesity wasn't a choice. So that was the first part of this. The second part of this was diet and exercise don't work. And yesterday I shared obesity epidemic is now a pandemic. And today we're going to, going to get into even animals raised in captivity are getting fat, and we're going to be getting into The poor pay more. Huh. Yes, that's where we're at. Sorry. I had to double check to make sure I put my bookmark in the right spot. So, a recent report documented in the past 20 years, animals raised in captivity exhibited increasingly, increasing body weights. The study examined the records of 22,000 animals of eight different species, from rats to orangutans. These animals were housed in multiple human-built colonies around the world, including labs and zoos. They don't eat our commercial food, however, the food is still processed and composed of the same general ingredients as our own. Also, these animals drank the same water and breathe the same air that we do. We don't know yet why this is happening, but the fact that even animals are showing signs of weight gain argues both against personal responsibility and in favor of some sort of environmental insult to which all life on the planet is now exposed. So, the poor pay more. Well, as stated earlier, personal responsibility implies a choice, usually a conscious choice. Can one exercise per- personal responsibility if one doesn't have a choice? It is all It is well known that the poor have much higher rates of obesity and chronic disease than do the rich. There are many reasons for this difference and it is difficult to pinpoint one factor that is responsible responsible. In the United States, the poor exhibit two separate traits that argue against personal responsibility. The first of those is there are... Possible genetic issues. It is well known that African Americans and Latinos in the United States are more economically disadvantaged than their Caucasian peers. These demographic groups have higher rates of obesity than Caucasians. 40% of Latinos and 50% of African Americans are obese and are more likely to have associated medical problems such as metabolic syndrome. Certain genetic variations are more common in specific minority groups. These differences in the DNA may in part explain the higher rates of obesity and certain metabolic diseases, such as fatty liver. Genetic makeup is certainly not a choice. Second, there are issues of access. There is a difference between healthy diet of the affluent and those who can purchase fresh, unprocessed foods that are high in fiber and nutrients and low in sugar, but at high prices and the unhealthy diet of the poor, which consists mainly of low-cost processed foods and drinks that do not need refrigeration and maintain a long shelf life, but access does not refer only to what people can afford to buy. Many poor neighborhoods throughout the America lack farmer's markets, supermarkets, and grocery stores where healthy food choices can be purchased. Those, By the way, those areas where there's not any um, supermarkets, those are now being called food deserts. Many supermarkets have pulled out of poor neighborhoods mainly because of financial decisions based on revenue and fear of crime. The national supermarket chain Kroger which is headquartered in Cincinnati in 2007, purchased 20 former Farmer Jack stores in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, but none within Detroit city limits. The nearest branch is in Dearborn, which is eight miles away from downtown. Many who live in low income areas also have limited access to transportation. Lower-income urban areas throughout America have been labeled food deserts because they are unable to attain or sustain a healthy lifestyle. If the only place you can shop is a corner store for processed food, is what you, really, what, is what you eat really a choice? In wealthier areas of San Francisco, nearly every block has an organic food store, while the city's poorer areas... Each corner is dotted with a fast food franchise. Even when all the foods are available at low cost, the poor may not have access to the refrigerators or even the kitchens. Many SROs or single-room occupancy hotels have only hot plates and no space for keeping or cooking healthy meals. Further, there is the issue of time. Many poor families are led by parents who work multiple jobs and are unable to come home and prepare healthy meals for their children, instead relying on the fast food or pizza. Lastly, the poor suffer from issues of food insecurity. People experience massive amounts of stress when they don't know where their next meal is coming from. They eat what is available when they can, usually processed food, and the level of stress is incomparable with the concept of choice. Stressed people can't make a rational decision, particularly one in which short-term objectives, such as sating their hunger, are pitted against longer-term objectives of ensuring good health. Let's see, how are we doing on time here? Um, I think I'm going to stop there because... On Thursday, I'll probably pick up where I'm leaving off, which is going to be the greatest rate of increase in obesity is in the youngest patients on Thursday, and um, we'll probably dive into the next part of this book uh, next week. With that being said, this is Susan Mann from Novi- for November 22, 2022, signing out. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, you'll hear one of our wonderful leaders sharing information on how to build a new skin business. And with that being said, I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. We have Frank up tomorrow. I'll be back on Thursday. Yes, we are doing a Thanksgiving Day one. And um, on Friday, we'll have Victoria sharing one of her wonderful meditations to get our weekend off to a really great start. With that being said, have a great day, and I look forward to your comments. So there we are, my friends. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Well, you know that. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank and, you. <clears throat> oh, I will. It will be a barrel of laps. <laughs> I'll have two big dogs and a cat to take care of, and the poor cat is terrorized so by one of the dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. Thanks. I'm going to see my two big or my two grand puppies in about an hour. So have I'm fun. you. Okay, sounds great. Have a good day, honey. You too.